just to <coughs> review some of the foundations of meditation practice. So in this in this teaching, the we're meditating, we're cultivating through the through the body. through the mind, through the intention. The basic instruction is uh, in the, the four postures of the body, sitting, standing, walking, reclining. So these are specified, these are established it's not uh, body's not an irrelevant matter. We spend a good deal of time sitting, sitting with the body. Always things we take for granted, such as sitting upright. Mm. So to refresh and revise, why do we do this? You know, why do we all? Recognize and feel sitting. Sitting is a good thing to do. It becomes almost a common um, simile for meditation. Is let's go and sit, or go for have a sitting. Mm. Of course, there are the the four postures. But sitting is a good place to to start. It brings us very much into awareness of the the carriage of the body, the way the body is carried. Because we're not actually leaning on anything. So we have to be aware of how the body is carried. And uh, so at first we take this for granted and uh, we just kind of hang in there. And that over time, you, I encourage you to really get the sense of the care in how the body is carried because it has quite a profound effect. The tightening constriction of the muscles, constriction of the connective tissues very much affects the energy in the body. This, this body energy is not purely a physical thing, it has effects on our vitality. Our vitality affects our moods, our moods affect our thoughts, thoughts affect our actions and attitudes and colour the world around us. So I think it's very in this world of thought and mood is extremely um, reactive and provocative and suffusive experience, which is difficult to get a hold of. So we come into the body, we're actually getting to the to one of the primary roots of the moods and thoughts. What kind of vitality is there? 
Vitality is not purely a matter of, of, of vigor, it's of freshness. Vital is alive. Doesn't mean we're necessarily powerful, brimming, ebullient, but we are we are alive. There's a freshness there. There's an ability to breathe in and out, you might say. Take in, refresh, clean. Whether we're feeling sick, weak, strong, whatever, we all need to clean, refreshed. And then your energy finds its level where you're not strained and you're not stagnant. So what, uh, simply speaking, needs to happen is we take the weight, the carriage away from the muscles and the connective tissues and we leave it with the bones. Bones are carry weight. If your muscles are carrying weight, unnecessary weight, connective tissues tighten up and your flow of energy is is limited. It becomes obvious when when your spine actually caves in and your your head starts drooping and you you know you can really go all together. But even on a subtler level we can find areas of constriction uh, where the energy is stagnant and this is connected to um, um, so emotional and uh, psychological matters get bound up with that it's difficult to know which comes first whether because we are feeling defensive we tighten up or because we tighten up we feel defensive and unwelcome or inadequate which comes first because we feel fearful we have a kind of tightening in the in the abdomen or is it because we tighten up that we feel fearful well it doesn't really you know matter at this particular point the point is to acknowledge some of these um, tightnesses constrictions and begin to uh, release them so energy can flow through and a normal balance can be restored it is really a restoration not a creation we're not trying to create more energy than we have or feel we need to have more than we have it's just about you know taking away the unnecessary um, energy that gets used up in supporting all kinds of problems mm. restlessness, worry, doubt, agitation that takes energy and often it's frustration takes energy and often this is stuff is really connected to imbalances in our body energy our vitality not completely that way but when you're feeling good then things that otherwise would be frustrating are just don't stick in your mind, it just doesn't bother you, even though they're still there. But when you're feeling bad, frustrated, disappointed, then your mind begins to pick up those things that are 
disappointing and frustrating. Mm. No, it's not. You know, it's it's a mutually dependent thing. Mm. Anyway, just to <clears throat> this is recommendation that the bones carry weight. So standing, or sitting, walking, reclining, letting the bones carry the weight. In the sitting position, this means uh, establishing the upright around the spine, this collection of bones, and you place them in such a way that they form a, uh, a supportive structure. It's actually a curved structure, but the way the body forms, it forms around this particular um, curved structure that acts as its support. So when we meditate, we come into the base of the spine, the, the very tail bones. You almost can visualize or imagining the vertebra. And you really want them to be unconstricted. So any tension in, in the base of the spine, the legs, the base of the legs, the um, base region of the body, to kind of release that so that the, the, there isn't that tightening around the, the spinal root. And then gradually building up through the sacrum and the lumbar vertebra and so on. Sacrum, in, uh, in the conventional way in which we sit in chairs in cars and then relaxing, sacrum is often tilted back and the lumbar region kind of sags and your abdomen folds in. So you get this kind of collapsed quality that feels kind of easy because you just rest the body on this kind of um, compacted um, flesh in your in your lower abdomen. You just kind of rest on this wadge of compacted meat. <laughs> so it feels kind of steady, but actually it uh, it it damages your spine, it constricts your energy, so you get kind of stagnant if you sit like that for a long time. So you have to rock forward from that, so you open the lower abdomen, open the navel, open the abdomen, so this front area of the body is opened up, and it pulls your, your, sp- your sacrum, comes upright. And then moving up the back. So this is a very important area, if you get the found the base of the body right, then other things will, the things, that's your kind of, that's where your basic vitality is coming from. If you get that right, then everything else is going to, a lot more chance to operate fully.
So then from the lower body, if you have the abdominal region is, is opened, then when you breathe fully, you can feel it swell. And you tune into that swelling and let that, that expansion of the, of the abdomen give you a feeling of how your chest sits, your ribs sit. Often in a conventional position, they, they sort of just sit on top of the belly. And again, you rest upon this compacted flesh and organs of your body. So actually your, your flesh is carrying weight, your organs are carrying weight. So you, you know that's going to limit the vitality because you're crushing them. But when you breathe in fully, you can feel it lifts up the chest, the thorax, ribs, the lungs expand, and you realize in that particular fully open position that the weight of the chest can now rest down the spine, down to the floor. So that weight then transfers down the spine, down the bones, into the floor. It's important when you cultivate that you're aware of this region and particularly um, above the, just where the, the rib cage begins and just above it, that you keep that area tucked in between your shoulders. So the chest remains open. You get a proper full fullness of breathing. Otherwise you're not going to get the vitality that's necessary. You sit still for a long time, you get dull. So sometimes just checking this out, you can almost imagine because there can be quite a lot of um, habitual tight restrictions in the chest and in the in the abdomen. Just imagine, you say, you are um, lying on your back on a say on a round tree trunk or a beam, and just letting your arms hang down on either side, your legs hang down. So you'd feel how it feels like when you just all that weight is coming, you know, your body's being just resting on the, say, lying on your back on a tree trunk, letting your arms hang down, letting your, letting your belly open up, letting your chest open up. So it's even bringing that image to mind, how would that feel around the, the upper chest? where your arms join your body, that kind of sense of a light, stretched feeling. Not, a, not stretching through pulling, but just a sense of it being lightly, lightly massaged open. Is a very, so this center of the back is very important for keeping the body open. If you lose this, things go, uh, your mind goes off, we lose it.
and then the spine also continues up right up into the skull so the neck is part of the spine This is hampered by, can be hampered by the tension in the neck muscles. So if your head, as is often the case, is tilted forward when we're reading things, for example, or driving a car or whatever, head tends to slant forward. You get, it's always being carried by these large muscles on the side of the neck. So they just get habitually clenched. And you don't even know it's like that. It's pulling your your chin in, your neck, your head back till you can actually feel the skull resting, balanced directly above the body rather than slightly in front of it. And it's as if your neck can feel longer because the muscles loosen. So that loosening of of a hardness in the neck feels like like almost like lengthening or like taking a scarf off from around your neck suddenly the neck throat and neck feels open because these muscles are not tightened up and the connective tissue is not restricted so this increase of vitality makes you feel more uh, open around the throat this is very important because it's, there are all kinds of um, um, psychological and emotional mm, constrictions that occur. You may begin to sense that when you do open your throat, how you feel perhaps, you know, perhaps more tender or as if you're not quite certain but there's moods or feelings are coming up something is actually expressing itself mm-hmm. because it's not tight it's not closed down lifting up through the neck into the base of the skull letting your chin tilt slightly into towards the throat but not not closing it just as it opens up this point in the, between the neck and the skull the occiput this allows the vitality to reach into the into the head the skull also <coughs> when all these muscles around the neck can be uh, relaxed then the muscles, the tissues in the head, the the scalp, the jaw, the temples, the forehead a certain loosening can occur in there where we're often because of holding things in our heads, um, holding the world together in our heads holding our faces together for other people all that can be relaxed not having to present a face 
to the world. So the eyes, the cheeks, the mouth, that can be relaxed. We allow vitality, we also allow in that relaxing a kind of openness to receive and allow energies to shift and move and find a new level. We're not trying to be something. So the way our faces are very much becomes what we feel we can present to the world or what we feel the world needs of us or expects. And naturally that is um, a restriction of the many feelings, the energies and moods that we experience. Mm. So the more your face is held, the more there's that quality of restriction. So as we loosen up, other feelings can be sensed. Good, bad, strange, wordless, whatever. And we allow that to be that way with the sense that the energy and the moods have to find their own level. So this loosening, loosening requires firmness. Firmness is the bones, the, the duty, the function of the bones is the firmness, the upright. That allows us to be loose. If there's no firmness, the looseness uh, becomes chaotic. It does not find resolution. What happens is that our, physically our soft tissues just carry the weight. We rest on bits of flab or gristle or fat or somewhere or the other, just kind of hang in there on bits of, of constricted meat. Similarly, um, emotionally, psychologically, the loosening of that needs the firmness of this sense of stillness, presence, collectedness. Otherwise, the loosening of the mind and heart tends to rest upon attitudes, philosophies, um, and so forth. It does not rest into real, deep and tender silence. A listening and empathic silence, which is the aim of our, or of our cultivation. It needs to be silent, but it needs to be empathic and listening. Not just kind of resigned or held by some attitude or another.
when you get the the bones balanced right, then the energies can flow properly. When you begin to feel qualities of vitality, not necessarily they were that comfortable at first, be strange, can be imbalanced. But by spreading awareness over these, expanding the feelings over these, expanding awareness over these, we generate a kind of space and listening that allows them to find their level. It's important to be able to acknowledge these energies, particularly in terms of the uh, centers in which they're always um, they can be explained uh, in terms of chakras, which helps to locate approximately base chakra, tip of the tail somewhere in the genital region or behind the genital region, tail tip. It's not exactly a place, but it's, there's a sensing there. So it's why this sitting position, connecting to the ground, is you actually kind of Relax and open there. Further moving up to the somewhere um, approximately the lower abdomen, beneath the navel, below the navel, proximate to the sacrum. But it's uh, not necessarily in the bone, but it's just the roughly somewhere underneath the navel. Again, opening this up, you can just even imagine this area like uh, something like a flower that opens its petals. So this allows energy to to move upwards. This area is is closed. Then you get you bottle up lower energies and you get uh, sexual issues frustrations and so forth because the energy then can't uh, complete itself this is what sexuality um, often is about an incompleted energy that requires sexual action in order to release itself and brahmacharya then you, you, you don't build up that frustration, that, that restriction, so that there isn't the need for that release through sexual activity. And the gateway is this, uh, these lower chakras.
this is brahmacharya. So, though we don't really have a, a word for this in English, really, it always seems like something we're not doing. <laughs> you know, we're determining, we're kind of making a principle out of not doing. But uh, the sense of the brahmacharya is much more than just, you know, refraining from a particular action. It means opening to a wider uh, movement of energy. So you're refraining from the kind of restrictions and tensions and stimulations that can only find uh, release through sexual activity. So you release because you don't actually constrict in the first place. This is much more, there's obviously psychological and issues in there, but emotional issues, but just looking at it in a very just kind of basic physical energetic way, opening up the lower body. You may even feel particular energies that you feel threatened by or disturbed by, but then moving upwards to complete the whole pathway to allow these energies to find resolution. So the next center is the solar plexus where we can tighten up particularly associated with control and fear often the controlling of the lower energies controlling of violence violent feelings controlling of, um, of powerful primary sexual or violent uh, senses so actually open that up breathing through that area lifting through that area so the full in-breath is like drawing up energy from the lower body as as the body breathes in it pulls and draws up and it breathes out saturates and the energy from the intake of breath when you breathe out saturates the energy saturates the whole body this can only occur if the solar plexus is open because that's what um, controls breathing. That area controls the breathing. Heart chakra, center of the chest. So why the chest has to be open to allow the heart chakra to feel unconstricted. It's often the sense of widening across the chest and widening out around you. This is the empathic sense. So when this opens, you get a sense of vastness because it's very much attuned to what is around us, our connections to to other people, to life around us, how we feel. How so? There's a powerful emotional intelligence there. And if this is 
not opened, then one feels emotionally very limited, restricted, mistrustful, defensive, and so forth. And of course, it can be because of abusive contact in the world, disrespectful, abusive contact from other people, we do close, we do defend ourselves. So it, it goes both, it's the con, you know, the mind can condition the body, the body can condition the mind. But right now we're looking at just sort of the act of trust to open up, to, to feel safe and unobstructed and free from intrusion or uh, abuse of any kind. This is where the um, you know the energies of the lower body begin to expand to the world around us. The Brahmacharya is the Brahma, brings up the Brahmavihara, is these um, energies that extend, uncramped, free from hatred and ill will, lofty, exalted, blessed, kindness, and so forth. Keep moving up the body into the throat area where breathing over the throat, breathing down the throat over the voice box, where naturally quite clearly, you know, the sense of things that can be said, things that can't be said, things we feel um, awkward about saying or frightened of saying or, you know, we might offend people or, or so forth. So certain um, constrictions there, using the breath to free up that sense. So the energy for the lower body can then move up into the head, particularly um, this place behind the, fo- the center of the forehead. Sometimes when you're focusing on breathing in and out, you can feel a place right at the back of your nose where the breath seems to just uh, pause between breathing in and breathing out. The end of an in-breath seems to occur almost behind the eyes somewhere. And then there's a sense of descent that place behind the back of the top of the nose, behind the the spot between the eyes, where if the forehead is unconstricted, it starts to open up. Forehead get constricted by thinking, planning, and the whole sense of holding one's face. So it's really necessary to to release that. So these the energy can flow and the breath really travels between all of these areas. As you breathe in, breathe out any of these areas you can detect breathing in. It's, it's not important to 
to try and struggle and get it right, but just to tune into these places and just notice as you're breathing in, as your body's breathing in and out, is there any sense of change or vibration or movement of any kind associated with these areas? They just kind of resonate or tremble a little. As, in, as it is in the body, so it is in the mind. The, uh, the mind, our practice rests upon, you might say, the bones of the precepts, these kind of the five great or the eight great precepts. Non-abuse of others, non-abuse of oneself, the body, sexuality, speech, intoxicants and so forth keeping these energies very clear and bright. That's a very, that's a positive and beautiful thing to be doing. It's not a restriction of freedom. And this is what carries the vitality of our intention. So it's very important. We all have these precepts now but often we don't really necessarily rest upon them just like we have these bones and bodies but we don't necessarily really feel into them so things go a bit slack or sagging we rest upon other things you know attitudes activities and so forth to really just take the time in the retreat to rest upon this the structure of sila and really take in the vitality that it contains, this love and trust in purity, this real joy in purity. And this is very important because this is where you begin to crack the problem of trying. This is one of the kind of cardinal problems of meditation, trying to meditate. It means your intentionality is not balanced yet. It's frustrating because often people are doing the right things, but not necessarily really balanced and in tune with them. Just as just as we all have these physical forms, but they're not necessarily balance and in tune, we have these precept forms but we may not really be resting on them so uh, your intention, intentionality is not bright and glad it's not receiving the benefit of that so when intentionality is not bright and, and glad there's an act of the will to try to concentrate, to try to solve things, to try to focus, to try to make it work, try to be better, try to calm down, try to wake up. And there's kind of continual frustration of the trying mind. 
this lovely um, sutta in the in book of the Elevens, the Anguttara Nikaya, where the Buddha says, for one who really keeps the precepts, there's no need to try, may I be free from remorse. For one who is free from remorse, there's no need to try to feel glad. It happens naturally. For one who feels glad, there's no need to try, may I feel rapture. It happens naturally. It's in accordance with the Dhamma. It's in the nature of things. It's a natural thing. For one who is glad, there's no need to try to when rapture, when one is rapture, there's no need to try to make your body feel comfortable. It is in accordance with nature that the body feels relaxed and comfortable when you have rapture. When your body is relaxed and comfortable, there's no need to try to make your mind happy and easy. It is at ease. When the mind is at ease, there's no need to try to be constant to get samadhi. When your mind is at ease, it goes into samadhi, and so forth. So it's lovely, really worth reviewing that. In the Book of the Elevens, you know, what is being pointed there, it's a kind of natural flow of what's called dhammata, nature of things, naturalness. And it's like the intent of purity is released from these constrictions, from imbalances. So naturally, you know, our intention rises. And we feel glad with that. And it enjoys itself and it feels comfortable and it realizes its strength. And it holds us. And our stresses and strains and struggles recede and the mind enters samadhi. This is what the brahmacharya is about. The the releasing of the constrictions of energy. Two aspects, the qualities of heart, brahma-vihara, and the qualities of samadhi. These are the main themes of uh, the Buddha's advice on meditation. So whenever you feel as these things go out, balance goes out, in a flicker of an eye, in a movement of thought, in a drifting of a mood, even in a sound, the balance can go out, it's quite delicate at first. Don't be surprised if it goes out. We notice, oh, lost it, rest, relax, and then where is the body now? Where am I now? where I'm in my body. Just feel for the area, any areas that feel dense or held or tight, breathing out through those areas, breathing out with those areas in mind, breathing out, breathing in. It's a very simple thing.